Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into it real quick before I got to go to work here. Um, so I wake up this morning and I see an, uh, an article about Golden Tate, right? And we all know about that situation. Uh, wife went on a rant, blah, blah, blah. I'm not happy with my husband's role. He came out, said he's not happy with his role. So Joe Judge benches him, can't travel to Washington, practice with some, practices with the practice squad all week. Now he's going to miss this game against the Eagles because of an injury. And I think that's part of why this apology came out and how he's embracing it. Is I think the injury kind of humbled him a bit to realize, you know, like, like, hey, you know what? You want to be a prick about certain things? It's kind of like karma coming back to bite you in the ass, in my opinion. Um, and here's the thing with the Giants-Eagles game. Giants have not beaten the Eagles, I think, in like nine games now. So this is the game where Daniel Jones has got to break that streak. And he's got to get the Giants over the hump. Um, listen, you you as a Giants fan, you could sit there and say, what's the point of even trying to beat the Eagles? You know, it's not like we're going to make the playoffs. Listen, believe it or not, you guys still got a shot at winning the friggin' division. And you're 2-8. and eight. You could play spoiler if you can run the table and beat everybody in your division. You beat Washington twice. So you got that. You you have to beat the Cowboys. You're going to have to beat the Eagles this time. Um... You know, it's a long shot, but if I'm a Giants fan, I'm not I'm not counting this team out. I mean, they played, other than the little defensive mishaps, Daniel Jones played a mistake-free game last week. And, and I'm sorry, if you're a Giants fan, if you don't give him credit then, for that, then shame on you. Because he he legitimately played a mistake-free game. Um, You know, he didn't throw any interceptions. He threw the ball away when he needed to. If he had to eat the sack, he ate the sack. It's as simple as that. Uh, you need more out of Alfred Morris this week, obviously, but the defense has got to play a mistake-free game, and you got to take advantage of every mistake Carson Wentz is going to make, and you have to be weary of Carson Wentz because he's a very mobile quarterback, okay? He don't look it, but he, he very much is. Um, you know, if you want to know how to stop the Eagles, you, you, you know, why don't you watch when my team played them? Because we because we we were pretty good against him. I mean, the defense was iffy here and there, but other than that, Carson Wentz really didn't. Other than and that's the other guy you got to cover, okay? And you got to be weary of as well is this Fulgham guy, the the, the the unknown who came out of nowhere to be the Eagles' top superstar. And a lot of people can say, well, you know, it's because of injuries. But you know what? In any sport, when when one top guy goes down. And in the Eagles' case, it was Deshaun Jackson's pretty much been hurt all year. Um, and you're afforded the opportunity to take somebody's playing time. And I wouldn't say take take somebody's playing time, but you're taking their place. You know, you're filling the void till they come back. And you do what this cat's been doing? <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry, but that's a guy now you got you to be worried about. You, have to, you now have to worry about somebody who was once an unknown in this league. And for all these people that are now dra- that are now picking him up on the waiver wire on fantasy, don't get mad when he shits the bed. Just saying, because Chris Carson of Seahawks came out because somebody again somebody had to message him and say, "Yo, tape that shit up," and yada yada yada. And you know what he said? He said, "Fuck your fantasy team," because that's exactly because that's that's what I would say if I was him. Again, these guys don't play fantasy to appease your fantasy football. If they don't play football, I, I should retract. Um, they don't play football to appease your fantasy football needs. So I don't know why you think they do. But getting back to the Giant Eagle game. Okay. 
So again, Jones has got to have a mistake-free game. You're going to be without Golden Tate, obviously. Evan Ingram has got to step up huge in this game. Okay, he cannot drop anything thrown it. I don't get how he could how he could catch the hardest passes and drops the easiest ones, literally right in the numbers, and he drops them. It it, it just utterly amazes me, and it and it amazes other Giants fans too. Um, you know, again, you got to get you got to get the same performance out of Alfred Morris. You, you know, if you can get if you can get Gallman to put up at least ten carries and sixty five yards, Alfred Morris is going to wear out the rest of that defense. It, it, it's just a, it's just a proven statistical fact. All right. Now, on defense, the Giants have to contain the run. Whoever the running back is going to be, because Philadelphia does have some decent running backs. You have to contain them. You got to contain Fulgham. You gotta you gotta keep Wentz off the field. So Daniel Jones is now going to have to learn how to manage the clock and keep the possession in the Giants' favor. That's how you beat any team, whether you're playing Carson Wentz. All the way up to, to Brady and Rodgers and even Roethlisberger for that matter. You, you want to beat great teams? You want to beat good teams? That's how you do it. You keep the opposing offense off the field. Because Carson Wentz, and, and, and Carson Wentz gets shit on in Philly because he's, he's underachieved. Okay, he could say, well, I got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, but Nick Foles got you that ring. Okay, not you. Don't take away the man's ability to drive down the field and put seven up on you. Don't do it. Because if there ain't nobody open, he's running with the ball. It, it, so you, you have to be weary of that. It, it's now you're going up against Lamar Jackson where you know the run's coming all the time. And that was another thing. You know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he was in an interview saying, you know, they're calling out our plays. The offensive coordinator was interviewed. And he said, yeah, we're not going to change anything. Well, you're a friggin' idiot. Because... Now knowing that every defense that you go up against knows your plays, wouldn't you alter your friggin' playbook now? I would expect an asshole comment like that out of our offensive coordinator because he literally is one of the worst offensive coordinators I've seen in, in, in my lifetime. And we've had some good ones. Bruce Arians comes to mind. And look what he's doing down there in Tampa now. I mean, and it's... Whatever on that one. I could talk about Randy Fickner all day, and it, it just would it would just get me more aggravated. Um, but the Giants, if you Giants fans that listen, it's got to be a mistake-free game on both sides of the ball. You cannot give up any. You cannot. You 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 have to create turnovers on defense. You have to contain Wentz. You have to contain the run game. You your your secondary has to play mistake free. You cannot give up stupid costly pass interference penalties. And I know the ticky tacky ones are going to get called because depending on who the officiating crew is, if, if if you have the flag happy one, be prepared for a flag happy day. It's just, it just it, it it just always seems to be that way. So you have to be mistake free on both sides of the ball. Blake Martinez has got to step up, and I'm not saying he hasn't stepped up, but he's got to step up to that. That, that caliber of a guy that, listen, jump on my back. I'm going to carry us defensively to, to win this game for us. And Daniel Jones has got to find his inner Eli in this game. He's got to find it. He's got to have that Eli Manning grit. Because if this was Eli Manning playing in this game and the Giants at 2-8, and eight, I'm sorry, Eli Manning's putting it all out there, and Daniel Jones has got to find it. He's got to, he's got to put it out on the field. He's got to leave it all out there t uh, tomorrow. It, it, that, that, that's just what he's got to do. And again, you need Morris to pound the ball down their throats. That's what you got to do. Um, 
you know, and then, you know, let's go to the Steeler-Bengal game for a minute. I try to get all this in before I got to go to work. Um, you know, I woke up and I woke up to NFL Network and, you know, uh, is James Jones, the upset specialist claiming that Joe Burrow is going to beat, he's going to beat the, he's going to beat the Steelers. Because they're anticipating that Roethlisberger and Vince Williams aren't going to be in. Well, maybe these NFL analysts who are closer to the game than I am, maybe you should watch the interviews with Tomlin and read articles which Tomlin states today. Like literally, probably in 10, 15 minutes, there will be a notification on every Steeler fan's phone that says Vince Williams, Ben Roethlisberger activated. And guess what? Joe Burrow? Be very afraid. Because not only are you going to have TJ coming for your head, and Bud Dupree coming for your head, and Cam Hayward coming for your whole body and going to eat you up like a prime rib at a steakhouse, you're now going to have the rattlesnake Vince Williams all over you. Okay? And now you don't have, now you now they don't have Mixon playing, and Geno Atkins has been, it has been listed as doubtful to pretty much not playing. So, how are the Bengals winning this game? Because you're going to rely on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's one man. If you don't think the Steeler defense, the secondary, didn't practice all week to tighten up that, to tighten up the secondary, and yeah, Terrell Edmonds, you better friggin' not blow any coverages, okay? Steven Nelson's got to has got to step up bigger than he's been. I'm not worried about Joe Hayden because Joe Hayden's pretty much been lights out all season, and we all know the ball's going to find Minka. So Burrow's going to make mistakes in this game, and Minka's going to capitalize on every single one of them. And again, I'm going to tell you in this game, this is Alex Highsmith's breakout game. If you, if, for those who for those who listen to this and have seen me watch a Steeler game, and you see how I get when, when Highsmith makes a tackle, you should have seen me when he had his first sack against Dallas. He's going to get two on Joe Burrow. I can promise that. I can promise you he will get two on him. He's going to get to Joe Burrow. This kid is built to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Built to be part of this team for the next 10 years. I said it at draft night. I said it before the season. I said it the first two weeks of the season. I said it since. And now that, Highsmith won, won Defensive Rookie of the Week this week, which is a huge accomplishment. So. For for those who say Highsmith ain't gonna be shit in this league, you're 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 a fucking Joe Jerkoff, all right? And I you know and I don't want to hear because you're just a hater who hates on my team, you know. And it's like Cam Hayward said, you know, they hate us because they ain't us. And guess what? We don't care. But I, but I'm gonna change up. We don't give a flying fuck what you haters think. Never have, never will. Because all you do is chirpity chirp 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 chirp, and we just keep on like DJ Khaled. All we do is win, 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 win. That's right. So, and there, and there's other games, but the game I'm looking forward to is in week 11, Thursday night, is Wilson versus Kyler Murray, part two. Now, if the Cardinals win this game again, and this comes down to a virtual tie, for, you know, for the NFC West, I'm sorry, <laughs> it, 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 it's... The Cardinals will win the head-to-head battle of it. 
And even I said at the beginning of the year, Seattle would walk away with that division. But Arizona proves, and Kyler Murray has proven, that he belongs. He single-handedly, with the, with DeAndre Hopkins and Fitzgerald, and that defense, which is pretty decent, they, they've all played to levels you didn't expect them to. So, you know, you got you got to give Arizona some credit there. You got to give Kingsbury some credit down there. Um, you know, it's it's just it that's just the nature of this whole thing down there. They they have improved. I wouldn't be surprised if they win award win the award for the most improved team of the year. Um, but now obviously, and this sucks. I got to cut this shit short. That uh, I got to go to work now. But uh, I'll try to do one tonight with all the picks. Um, I gotta get I gotta get all the spread stats and everything together. Uh, for those who listen to part one and part two of the goat debate, the Jordan Kobe debate is coming. It's something that if we're gonna do this, it's gotta be. It's gotta. You gotta have everything out there. Um, for those who didn't listen to part one and part two, and you want to know my opinion on it, well, you better hop on Spotify or here on Anchor, or even watch part one of the YouTube video. I'm not gonna do a part two video for it because it would just be the same thing as the podcast, if not more added to it, and the, and I just don't need to do that. So, till then, mask up, stay safe, as always, peace.